G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy or AFL Fantasy Podcast. We're going live for the final time in 2023, talking captains, talking matchups, and talking, of course, answering your questions. Let's go! Today and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And uh, for the final time of 2023, I'm joined by Luke Rodderson for the last show of the season. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. I, I'm a little bit under the weather today, so I'm laying off the beers. It's probably not a great look when you don't go to work and then, <laughs> and then you jump on the you podcast on and smash a few beers. <laughs> so I'm going to be uh, a bit more conservative than that today. But a final episode. This I actually, it, mate, I actually yeah. went back today and um, and went and looked at our very first episode. Really, did and you? It, it, was awesome. a, it was a weird old watch. There wasn't, uh, wasn't quite the setup we've got going now. And yeah, I remember I mean, things you know, have changed, going into that first one, just absolutely shitting myself. And, but it's been a fun year. It's been good. Yeah, I mean, look, we've, we've come a long way. In, in some ways, it feels like a long time ago, but in others, yeah. it was like not that long ago. But yeah, here we are, mate. One... Point three four thousand people subscribe to us. We get yeah. you know lots of episodes in throughout the season. Uh, we've given some good advice. We've given some shit advice, but yeah. we've we've had a bit of fun doing it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's been a roller coaster, but we we've all made it. We've all made it, <laughs> and the people listening and watching along have made it too. Hopefully, you've at least had. A fun season. Maybe it was a successful season. Maybe it was a shit season. But hopefully, we've all had some fun along the way. Because yep. at the end of the day, that's what uh, AFL Fantasy and Fantasy Sports is about. Um, and we're going to have a fun time on today's show. Because there's, there's you know, last week of the the season, it's there's, there's a lot to talk about. There's, there's often yeah. a very busy round. There's often some weird, wacky results um, and some weird, wacky teams being named as well because some teams are out of contention, so they are, you know, suddenly beset with injuries. Um, <laughs> so surgeries left, right, and surgeries center. left, right, and center. Just people, you know, needing to be managed, all, all the likes. Um, so let's go through the teams to start off with here. Starting with um, Essendon, they've just got. Injuries galore. You wouldn't believe it, uh, Luke. They're just beset with injuries. Well, I, I saw a decent tweet that said, I don't know how Essendon have that many injuries when they stood along and watched uh, GWS last week. There wasn't, there wasn't, <laughs> yeah, much, uh, you, wasn't much that they were doing. Yeah, there must have been, yeah. You know, maybe some injuries on their asses because they were sitting down <laughs> oh, too much. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> so, hold on. Finn, uh, Finn McGuinness wasn't playing, mate. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Gelfie, Matt Gelfie out injured, Sam Draper, Peter Wright, Jake Stringer, Jake Kelly, and Chai Caldwell all out injured here, so a couple of injuries to some Ruckman here as well, so if you had a Darcy Cameron, does that sort of, I don't know, I guess mean that you're holding him or inspired to hold him? I still think he's been fairly pedestrian. Yeah, my, um, my vibe is that the people that are holding Darcy Cameron may be doing a similar thing to what we saw Guesty doing the last couple of weeks, is maybe, maybe like that 23rd option, because um, otherwise I feel like most people would have moved on him. Yeah. Um, if he was actually a mainstay in your team, so yeah, but um, we, no, we've... nothing really else fantasy relevant in that game, I guess. But yeah, no. I guess the Rucks being out injured, uh, Hawthorne and Frio. There's not too much in terms of injuries going on here. Yego Mira is out injured, so more midfield time for our boy Hayden Young. Yep, um, that seems to be the big thing there. But otherwise, pretty whatever. The Gold Coast versus North game. Again, not too much activity going on here. Blake Jewery, he's out. He was the sub last week. That's the only real thing there. Again, St. Kilda versus Brisbane. This is this one's got an interesting one because okay. in, in this game, which you've highlighted here on the run sheet, Jack Hayes comes in for St. Kilda. I don't think uh, uh, you know nobody would be saying, oh, Jack Hayes is in. We need to suddenly move on Marshall. But there could just be you know the potential there that he takes a little bit of ruck time and, and Marshall you know drifts forward a little bit there. Um, it's... Doesn't necessarily, like I said, mean that you make a move, but you know, just wanted to throw out there. Let me let me bring you back to twelve months ago. Mm. Rowan Marshall was on fire; he was killing it. 
Going into the final round and scores like one. Where was he? Oh, this is the wrong wrong season. But he was <laughs> he was on fire. He was the sole ruck for that team, and he was coming into the final round with scores of one hundred eight, one sixty three, one eighteen, one eighteen. And in the final round, who gets named? Tom Campbell. <laughs> and what does he put up? A forty fucking seven. Yeah, yeah. Um. So this is giving me just you get a bit shivers. of deja vu. Yeah, right? a bit of shivers, a bit of deja vu. <laughs> Um, look, I'm less nervous with a Jack Hayes, who yeah. can definitely play more forward, yes. um, than a Tom Campbell, but... Perhaps it just limits the ceiling, potentially. If you wanted to have a completely long shot, and you are right, you know, on the edge of possible at getting a hat, versus, you know, like, I don't know, say you're at 180 or 190 or something like that, and you wanted to throw a Hail Mary... Nah. Still not doing it. You're still not getting rid of Earl Marshall? Uh, nah. I think going him to Max Gorn could could 100% be a play. I th- my, my feelings my feelings on it are that there's better plays to be made with maybe some more certain or safe upside than yeah. than that move. It, it's it's one of those things that like if if we do get a repeat of that last that last round and he drops a 47 and you go to a Gorn who goes like 140 or something, then yeah, you're mm. on. Like, absolutely. But um, I, I think there's other ways for points to be made this uh, this final round. Yeah, I think so. I think I think that kind of a trade would require, one, you don't have like a Doherty and Zeeble situation <laughs> and yeah. you, you've got some other things to fix up. Yeah. Two, depending on how many of those Frio boys you have, I think the Finn McGuinness tag might be a bigger concern. Yeah. But say you didn't have a Doherty and a Zeeble and you had like one of Sarong and Brayshaw, could you... I think a play, if you're in this luxury position, you could do, go a Rowan Marshall down to Gorn and that gives you enough money to do like a Brayshaw to an Oliver or a Sarong to an Oliver. I think that would be a, a very spicy play in terms of getting off a unique and, and just eliminating the risk of these really poor matchups. Cross your fingers that something bad or, you know, Marshall gets subbed off at some point of the game because they're preparing for finals or... Just something like that. I think it's a long shot. Hell yeah, very play. It wouldn't be ideal. And, and we've got some very well-educated people in the comments there. And, and Bindi mentioned that Hayes uh, kicked six goals in the in the VFL and had only three hitouts, suggesting that maybe he's coming in more as a forward option. And uh, I know that Bindi would definitely be doing his research because he's right up there at yeah. uh, at the top at the moment. So, oh, um, this is not a play for Bindi who's right in there, but this is the play for, for someone. Like the Hail Mary. Yeah, the Hail yeah. Mary. But um, speaking of the well-credentialed people in the comments section, if, uh, if you get your comments and questions in, I know that... Um, Bales and, and Guesty and Bindi in there would be happy to answer some questions as well as we go through the show Just today. Sign them up. Maybe maybe they don't want to answer questions. <laughs> I, I'm going to assume they'd, they'd rather answer questions than listen to us. Ah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see how we go. But uh, moving right along in terms of these teams, again, a few other less relevant things. But over on Western Bulldogs, we've got a couple of players out that have been disappointments the entire season. Yeah. Finally... If you've been hanging on to either Bailey Smith or Jack McRae, first of all, commiserations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's it's now the final time. If you ha- you chance to just get them out of your team so you don't have to see their, their face on your squad any longer and yeah. they're not in the final team coming down the season, you can obviously trade them out because they're both out. And Libba is back in. So what I want to throw out to you there is, you know, people, there have been some people that got on Trelaw last week. There might even be some people that are thinking about Trelaw this week um, with the Western Bulldogs needing to play really well. Do you think the Libba back in hurts Trelaw more than the McRae and Smith out? Or do you think it kind of just balances? I think so. I also don't love the matchup. I also feel like there's a very big potential with Geelong being eliminated from finals. The fact that they've dropped half their list for this game, that they're going to play very bruised free footy and possess the ball a lot just to like survive the game a little bit. Um, I mean, Bulldogs have to win. So they're going to be, they're almost going to be playing completely different footy in a sense, I want to say, but I I don't think it has too much to do with Trelaw in terms of Libby in versus not. I'm just not a big fan of going there this week. I don't know if I fully agree with you on the game style that Geelong will play, just for, for one reason in particular. Unless the coach literally says, says go out there and possess the footy and play Bruce Free Footy. I think some of the guys that are coming in, you know, they're looking at this as a bit of a career opportunity. Like, they're, yeah. they're getting maybe their first, second game of the season. They're looking to come in and, and show their wares, and I don't necessarily think like that... Like Sam Manigola? So I don't think if you're a guy coming in... <laughs> talking shit. I don't think if you're a guy coming in, you're going to just want to be 
a part of Brewery's free footy for the yeah. week. I think you're going to want to maybe show show something yeah. about Yeah, there are a few few younger boys coming in. It'd be interesting. It'd uh, be interesting that one. So are you a no on Trelaw this week? Uh, I'm not a no, but I'm just not not super enthused okay. um, compared to some of the other options out there. I think he was a player last week. I tossed and turned whether I was going to go there for the Eagles matchup. Probably should have in the end, but but did go a Tom Green as a bit of a safer play. But yeah. um, if you don't have him, I don't know if he's high on my priority of trading in this week. And look, Libba coming back in. I don't know if that changes it. It's just more, more the matchup and other options available. Now, should we talk Carlton for a little bit here? Because we were worried about Carlton earlier in the week, and what we were worried about is, has come to fruition is the fact that um, they're resting the doctor. They've cemented their, their spot in the finals. And they've also interestingly named now um, Walsh and Chera. In What does that do to their midfield mix? There's people that have been riding Hewitt, who's been going all right recently. What do you think? Well, the other news is also that Patrick Cripps is set to be a late out come 5 o'clock, which I think was announced on Twitter as well. So he's looking to be managed before finals. So I think in terms of Doherty and Cripps out, Chera and Walsh in, it's kind of like a direct replacement and and the mix will be pretty similar, I think, in terms of what it has been the last couple of weeks with just those guys sort of subbing in for each other. So um, if you're a Hewitt owner, I mean... You probably might be looking to trade him out anyway. Um, but I think the mix and how they rotate, that that looks pretty cut and dry to me, uh, at least just on the surface. Plenty of chat about uh, the She's this week because uh, we've yes. got Zeeble obviously retired and then uh, Lukey McDonald as well is out. And so the potential, he's hit a little bit of a patch of form there. Do we think he has the ceiling that you're looking for when you're trading a guy this uh you know, in this last round of the year. Absolutely. I mean, Guessy would know he's got the ceiling. He, um... <laughs> That's too a early, little, too little bloody drive-by there. <laughs> Cut back, Guessy. So, yeah, no, so he scored 130 last week. So, absolutely, he's got the ceiling. And, um, you know, Gold Coast are pretty... Oh, sorry, 129. Sorry, not quite 130. Um, but, you know, he's gone 120 several times this season, uh, 110 several times this season. He's going to probably take all the kick-in. Um, this week, there's there's a little bit of chat about the rising stars this week about you know who deserves it and yeah, you reckon they could motivate him a little bit? I reckon he he still has a little bit of a point to prove. Um, okay. So I reckon that he definitely has a bit of a ceiling this week in a game that for the latter doesn't mean too much, but for him could still mean a fair bit. So okay. um, yeah, I definitely think that that elevates his his stocks a little bit at least compared to if they weren't there or if they were there. Sorry. Talking uh, defenders, uh, we've got a few options that people are talking about this week in terms of you know potential ceiling. Um, Lukey Ryan's a name that's getting yep. around, as well as Shannon Hearn yes. coming in potentially for the retirement parade. Yes. Do either of those two interest you around Sheasel as well? They do. They do. Shannon Hearn is a very interesting one to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, the old in for the last game trick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you tried to go for the Zeeble one last week. And guess where I'm going this week, baby? <laughs> guess where I'm going? Let's go Hearn. <laughs> I always, yeah, I actually thought that that would be a funny little trade that you could do because obviously he's cheap. He's 690k, I want to say, uh, 696. So, you know, very nice, uh, price point there. So, um, sorry, Guesty, that was a bit of a low blow, but, um, You're gonna have to let him take out the overall rankers now you're talking trash. <laughs> no, you'll, you'll get there, mate. That's gonna, Oh, you'll gonna, get there. Couldn't be more condescending that, if he that, tried. That's <laughs> gonna be my hot take later because it worked for me last week. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think I I, I kind of like Shannon Hearn over a Luke Ryan. Okay. I, I don't know. I think you know they're at Optus. He he's had a couple of big scores this year anyway. And you yeah, can just go ball to the, ball yeah. Steep. I don't know. I just think that like the combination of Adelaide trying to feed goals to Tex, maybe kicks like several behinds, and you know Hearn's just in there chipping the ball around. I think there's I think there's a good narrative that you could you could talk yourself into there. Okay, okay, I like it. A um, couple other points from the Thursday teams. Fritch coming back in. Um, does that mean? I mean, it probably doesn't really change what you're doing with Petrarca. If you didn't have him, you're probably not bringing him back in. But probably not bringing get, him in, but maybe stops you from trading him out. Yeah, a bit more solid midfield time. Um, um, leave that one um, up to the powers that be over there at Melbourne. Um, we're ready to talk about some targets? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And we'll start with some of those defenders, which we did talk about. And, and here's how I rank the top four. Um, I still think Nick Newman is the number one target if you can afford to get there. Yep. Um, you, don't think, you don't think his role changes at all? I know you were talking about that just kind of like two out, two in with Carlton. But... I don't think so. I don't think... I mean, was there anyone else that was sort of... 
I mean, we don't have their full list so far Last until em- 5 o'clock, but I think, I think he's... He's pretty set in what he's doing. Correct me if I'm um, talking out of my ass here, but last time um, Carlton played GWS, did Newman do the job on Green? Ooh, does, uh, that, does that ring a bell? For doesn't me? ring a bell to me, but maybe in someone in the comments. Yeah, someone in the comments hit me up. That, I, I, it doesn't ring a bell to me. I vaguely remember someone doing a job like on Green, three. but actually, like potentially scoring really well if it was Newman in that in that potential position. Do you think if we'll, we'll probably confirm that in the comments? Whether I am absolutely talking out of my ass, but do you think that someone doing a job maybe puts a little bit of a question mark on on their scoring? Or if you've seen them do a job and they score well I, in that I job, I can't. I can't really picture a, a moment where Carlton were tagging. Um, no, yeah. it doesn't, doesn't guess, ring a bell at this stage. Guess he's yes. confirmed for me. So yes, yeah, he did, up. but still turned up. So yeah, okay. I don't know whether that's you know that for me is a bit of an anomaly when guys are doing a, a bit of a role. It's it's quite rare for them to go massive and do a role. So yeah, I just, okay. I don't know. I was interesting hey, that's thing. A killer memory. That was round three. If you you've pulled that out of thin air. Yeah, man, on? not just a pretty face yeah, up here. You so. You're sick and shit, man. What's? Oh, I got time then. I got time. <laughs> you've been have, doing your have research have today, <laughs> and just oh yeah, my memory. You know, <laughs> you've been at home oh, hard just, at work. That, like Vinny's confirmed it too, mate. So. Oh wow, you're a, you're a bloody miracle. All right, let's yeah. uh, <laughs> the next few guys. So Newman's still number one here. Um, I've got Harry Sheasel number two. I think the stars aligned for him to have a big game uh, up here at the Gold Coast. You know, fighting for that uh, yeah. rising star. Both those players out, um, and plus he's been great all year. Shannon Hearn, I've got at number three, retirement okay. game. I'm more keen on him than the Zebel last week. The, just, I don't know. I don't know why. I just feel like he's well. The, I mean, done it for longer. The ground probably suits it a bit more. Um, the first factor should have been the fact that we knew Zebel was out next week. Yeah. Why, why the fuck <laughs> yeah. did I do that? Now you've got the the legitimate one one play, oh, and um, he's literally come into the side just for this one game. So. Look, oh, I think that's that's a fair fair way to go. And then at four, I do have Luke Ryan. So he's my my lowest of those two. I've seen some other people talk about a Dan Houston as well, and I just I can never get around a Dan Houston because he, he does have a ceiling. And again, it's a nice hail mary play. Yeah. Look, it's it's Richmond, so I guess that that's a thing. But he he just is so up and down, and I can't work out the rhyme or reason for it. I heard um, Dossie talking on the Pod Pod this week about the fact that you know he he feels as though Houston should be added to that uh, lack of thirst list that they're doing oh, over yeah, there at the Pod yeah, Pod because yeah. uh, it's inexplicable the way he just got, has this. Oh, massive we don't we ceiling. don't want we don't want quenched uh, players. <laughs> yeah, in, correct. In our final yeah, round. yeah, get that quenched stuff away. So Houston, no sir. Um, Luke Ryan, don't mind that option this week. Uh, I don't mind it. Did- He's number three. That's not number four. I saw somebody raise the maybe very improbable concern that Luke Ryan may get fingered this week. Yeah, look, if if you've ever seen Luke Ryan play footy, you know that his <laughs> damaging kick is not very damaging. This guy can only kick it long down the line. That's all he can do. And, yeah. and across, assuming that he gets it back. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what that man does. I don't um, know. So if I, I was I an opposing team, I would not be tagged Luke Ryan. But... <laughs> But maybe uh, I don't we'll, know. we'll talk a little bit about um, more about the uh, the fin tag a little bit later on yes. as well. Yes. But um, but yeah, I don't know. Just uh, saw saw somebody mention that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. I think I saw the same thing, and I went, "You obviously haven't watched much of the grind." No. Um, but well, let's go to the midfielders. Number one trade in target. I still think it's Rory Laird. I mean, not everyone has yeah. him. He's he's been putting up some decent numbers the last few weeks. He's got the West Coast matchup. Look, my only concern is maybe that the game is so. Not contested, and you know there's not many tackles to go around that he suffers a little bit like that. But he's still able to to link up and get those marks. You know, I remember us cheering that game where I had the captaincy when he got those three cheap marks. You know, in that game, so he, he he's he's able to get in and amongst the um you know the spacing game. So I th- still think he'll be going good. Number two, I've got Clayton Oliver against Sydney. I think after all the talk about him being clanced by Finn last week, he'll have a point to prove this week and. Yeah. Uh, Want to come out firing? Three. I just Bindi in the comments pulled out of thin air. I think he's referencing the. I think it might have actually been Bindi. Bindi, was it you that tweeted about the Luke Ryan thing? I didn't listen. Did you listen to Marrero's Magic this week? No, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, okay, I reckon he's mentioned that it um, was on Marrero's Magic. But okay, there you uh, go. Luke Ryan. I don't think he's getting fingered. <laughs> no, I don't think. I don't think so either. Uh, and he's probably not going to get tagged by a Finn either. Um, 
Okay, went right over your head there. Uh, but we're going to go Sorry, off, uh, off three, three. Tom Green, four. Took Miller are my other top four targets for the mids. What are you? What are your thoughts on Took Miller as a bit of a unique play? Up against Gold Coast, oh, sorry, up against North Melbourne. Not really anyone to tag for him. So, does he run around a bit more freely? And you know, he scored decently over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, my my gut feel still says no. Yeah, uh, to that one. Like like you said, the role has been a little bit inconsistent. You mentioned maybe there's not anyone to tag there, but they've got a few um, few options that are going through there that are stealing some of those cheap points that that Tuke sometimes gets as well. Those plus sixes, like Flanders, is playing a really good inside outside role. I think they even brought back in Fiorini this week, or did they? Am I right in saying that? They yeah, in Fiorini. Sorry, I'm just I'm just a, bit, a little bit distracted uh, because we're saying that Laird is out, and there was someone at the start of the the show that did say that, but I haven't yet seen anything on Twitter. Confirming this. Bale, if anyone will know, Bales will know. Bales, Bales will is, know. is Lady out? Why, have I, us, why am I seeing this in I'm, the chat but not seeing it? I'm um, going to cop a donut. Is, uh, I'm not <laughs> seeing anything on, on Twitter here. So move was stupid. Maybe we'll just we'll wait and see and check back in in a, in a couple of minutes and see. But I, I'm not seeing anything right now on my Twitter. But um, we'll, we'll have a have a look because that will definitely change a lot of the things that I'm doing and we'll. Piss me off a little bit here because then I'm going to have both <laughs> the Frio boys stuck in my side. Uh, okay, let's talk some forwards. Is yeah, that what we're up to? Yeah. What do you th- What do you think? Just as a, a general thing, this week, do you think that the those defender options in like Sheasel, Hearn, Ryan, Newman have the more potential upside than trading in some of these midfielders we mentioned? In yeah, in some of these some of these defenders just because of the nature of like the final round and the the potential for teams to be kind of chipping it around a little bit more and maybe especially those final quarters like waxing. I think some of those defenders will be the ones that could potentially benefit. Um, so that's that's at least giving the possibility of, of higher ceiling games from those players. And I think the general sentiment of like, you know, more bruised free footy, less tackles potentially there for the teams that aren't, you know, don't have much to play for. Yeah. Might be something of a narrative that you can sort of, convince yourself of, but again, it's it's a bit of a, you know, you got to talk yourself into it sort of thing. Up forward, Zachy Butters takes on Richmond. We know there's not likely to be any attention there. Yep, I think he's going to be running free. He scored well the last three weeks and maybe, maybe there's an outside chance that he's still a contender for the Brownlow, so if he can stack three votes there, um, he might still be playing pretty hard. Number two, Sam Flanders, North Melbourne. Yeah. The guy that you traded out last week. Um, yeah, yeah, and kept Anderson. <laughs> kept kept Anderson. He's got North, and he's just you know, just a man possessed these days in in terms of just racking up the footy, racking up disposals, yeah. um, playing for a contract. I think he could be a good trade in target. And number three, this is where I have <laughs> the guy that a lot of people have been talking about, Tex Walker, versing the uh, Eagles. Look, I personally think that we are trying to. It's like a square peg, round hole kind of thing. Like it happened a few years ago as a play. We're trying to say this is the same thing. Look, there's definitely a scenario where it works out, but I yeah. think it's it's not as a nice of a scenario as it was when Jeremy Cameron did it a few years ago. Yeah, I think um, you made that really good point on the podcast earlier this week. It's it, it's a nice story to talk about, isn't it? And when it comes this time of year and, and maybe there's um, less to talk about you know, on the podcast and stuff, it does become that... Like yeah, narrative, that exciting narrative, I guess, that people can mention. I mean, so. th- there's a scenario where it works out. I-, I personally, look, again, it's kind of like if you want that Hail Mary play... If he was within like... I four, don't know, maybe a lot of people are going to do it. Like, If he was many, within four or five goals of... Um, yeah, Jonah, I think that's think a different... That makes a difference? I, I think that is a different story. Or if like... Um, wait, so it, he plays before Kerno plays, right? Am yeah, I right so, in saying so that? So he'd have to kick... So he's eight behind. He'd have to kick, you know... 10 to 12, and then obviously have Kerno kick less than... Yeah, so say say he was like eight or nine goals behind him and they'd already played. And he knew that... It he was... knew that, okay, I need to get this target. Yeah, maybe. And it was like, okay, then it's like, well, well shit, I've got to kick 10 goals. And then it's like, okay, we're going to go for that. But because, yeah. because Kerno plays later, I don't know, I feel like maybe this is me just sort of... Putting, throwing shit up against the wall and see if it sticks, but I think that it's um it's less less of a narrative that I believe in compared yeah. to a few years ago. Fair enough. A little uh, preview 
the Texan does feature on the big boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. He does actually feature on the big boys, but he's uh, you know just a bit of a bit of a hail mary sort of one. Should we um, should we go to the big boys? Or are you confident in your big boys? Because just a little peek behind the curtains prior to uh, coming on, Mitch was still a little uncertain about the the top big boys. So I'm interested oh. to see what people have have to say in the comments as well. Look, I'm uh, confident in the players that are there. I just the order. Yeah. Stresses me out a little bit, and the order of the top four is very crucial because we're going to have to pick one of them because they all play on the same bloody time, which annoys the shit out of me this week. And I'm still trying to scroll through Twitter, and I can't see anything about Rory Laird. So, nah, I think unless I can see something confident and you know confirming that, I'm going to assume that he's. I think he's when Val said Lady here, he was mentioning that Lady was your top midfield trading target. Taco Chicken comes right. up here and said he's out. So, hey, Taco Chicken, settle settle down, mate. You're going to kill. Give, give Truly Bales a a heart Bloody attack. Aneurysm. Okay, we're talking big boys. We're talking big boys. Oh, hold on. Oh uh, no, <laughs> we can never time it right. You think after 24 rounds we would have got that right? <laughs> uh, but no. All right, I'm going to have to borrow your computer here because uh, oh. my thing has just absolutely died on me here. So just to read out my list that I can't remember. Um, number one for the big boys this week, I've got Marcus Bontempelli. Number two, Tim English. Number three, Rory Laird. And number four, Jordan Dawson. So those are my top four. Now, the issue with these guys is they all play... Basically, at the same time, the um, the West Coast and Adelaide game starts at 8.10. The Bulldogs and Geelong game stays, starts at 7.25. So, you've got 45 minutes between this game, the, the Geelong game starting, and then the Adelaide game starting. So, oh, so, you, so you'd have to... Yeah, yeah well, you can't... You, so, you can't you, VC You can't really guys, VC uh, a Tim and go into a Rory Laird, for example. Yep. You kind of have to choose between those four. Now... Hmm. I've settled on the Bont being the number one guy as the safest play. For a lot of the week, I had Tim English at number one, but the oh. Reese Stanley inclusion. Yeah, I want to know what people drops think, him down. Think about that. So we talked about it a little bit. But I want to know what do people think about Reese Stanley inclusion and the fact that um, Tim English's record at GMHBA yeah. leaves a bit to be desired, and then the fact that. We're thinking Brownlow Bont. Does that push Bont a lot, uh, you know, above English? Let us know in the comments what you guys reckon, because Mitch and I went back and forth on it. Yeah, so, so I mean, I just feel like Bont is the safest. I could also make an argument that if it depends on if you're going VC or C on how you're going to rank these guys. So if you're going for a VC, I might favour someone like a Tim English ahead of a Bont because I feel like he's hit ceiling games more regularly. Yeah. Um, Bont has probably got a higher floor. So if you're going into a C or a captain, then I'd probably rank him ahead. So the interesting thing is on the Sunday game, there's actually probably not that many great options in terms of captains, especially ones that a lot of people have. Would you would you roll into one of those Port Adelaide boys or even a Clary the, on Sunday? There are options. So if I go through the rest of my list, at five, I do have Clayton Oliver. At six, I have Max Gorn. Um, I would really do like Max Gorn in that matchup. But again, he's probably not highly owned. At seven, Errol. Eight, I've got, you know, Butters or Rosie. I think I'm leaning Butters in that situation, but Rosie is also so a put, good shout. You've put two people on the one spot on the I've list. I've gone 11 people so in this 10-person list. Which has 11 people. <laughs> Why don't you just put, like, Slash yeah, on just, everything? I'll put, put them all in here. Uh, nine, Tom Green, and then 10 with a little asterisk. I've got Tex Walker. The asterisk just signifies that he's a VC option only. Do okay. not roll into Tex Walker as <laughs> a captain. I could do it. Loose. Just um, do it. <laughs> just Who? in case he kicks 10 goals. But, uh, look, again, he's at number 10. I just thought I'd... Show, show some love to the possibility that he could, <laughs> that he could go, go massive. massive. So, uh, Bales there in the comments is saying Lady at number one. So, who are you going VC and then rolling into a C on Laird? Bales, are you going Laird with the VC and then looking at someone on the uh, Sunday potentially? See, I feel like, personally, I feel like Laird is a better C candidate than a VC. I actually don't think, outside of like the Richmond, I mean, he's had a few 130s, so I shouldn't turn my nose up at that, but I don't think he's hit 150 at all this season, whereas Tim English has done that like three or four times. Um, I think he's only gone over 140 once, and his highest one outside of that is 131. So they're great scores, but in terms of like peak ceiling, 
I feel like English has got a higher ceiling, and it's still a decent matchup. Like he's gone 150 against Geelong in the past. Yeah, it wasn't at GMHBA, but it's you know against the same team. Um, yeah, oh, tough, Bale. tough call. Bowser's going to VC tonight. I don't mind that. Maybe I should do that. Barrett into lead. Look, I also don't mind. He's not on my list, but I thought about this today. I don't mind the Parish VC with the uh, the contract talks as a Mer- bit of Merritt's not on your list either. No, what's face and Merritt? And I feel okay. I feel pretty good about not having him on there. Okay. I know I know okay. I know Collingwood are easier to score about, but Merritt's just I don't know. I've lost, not lost enthusiasm. It. But I, I think I'd go personally. I mean, I don't want to talk bales into anything because it'll probably backfire and I'll look like a an idiot. But <laughs> I, I like I like Parish for tonight if you're okay. if you're desperate for a Friday night game. One, but otherwise tonight doesn't really. Talk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Here's, here's, here's an interesting hypothetical for you. Let's say you put the VC on either Bont or English, and we know mm. you get to watch 45 minutes of that game before the mm. Adelaide game starts. If Let's say you put the VC on Bont, and he's scored you know, 20 points in that sort of quarter and a bit of footy. Would you be then ballsy enough to not see the rest of that uh, game and, and go to Laird as a captain? Did, didn't he last week have like fifty points or something in the first half, and then had a hundred points or like forty points give, in the first give me, half give and me then like hundred in the second half? Give me a line. Like, what would you? <laughs> what would you go? Oh, I no, think it would have to be like <laughs> atrociously bad. <laughs> or he's like, the game out. there's an injury, or like he's got a corky or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I just thought like, oh, maybe there's a, a bottom line there where you've seen enough, it's bad enough that you just go, okay, well, I'm going to go lead in, yeah. in with the C. But interesting. Interesting to see. This, I mean, this could, the captaincy and vice-captaincy choices this week could make or break, you know, people's car oh, quests and, and stuff. So, yep. the, I mean, I think the message from that is don't listen to what we have to say. <laughs> no, the big boys weren't going strong, mate. <laughs> we, had, we had a good round last round. I can't remember what happened last round. What did we Oh, we had one of the 140s. <laughs> it's a pretty easy choice, bit yeah. of a layup pick last week. But, um, yeah, look, so I, need- I think any one of those top four, back your gut in, and I'd be happy to sort of give that the sign of approval. If I'm going C, I'm going Bonds. If I'm going VC, I'm going English. Um, I just like those guys a little bit more than the Rory Laird and Dawson. I actually, I actually think because I I like the sort of Bont and Pelly as the captain option this week. I actually think I might go Merritt tonight, just because. Oh, okay. Just because something to watch. Yeah, something to watch. <laughs> I think I'm in a position where I'm like, fuck this, something to watch. So Bales, I think I'm going to jump on board with you, mate. Well, actually, um, while while we're asking people in the. Uh, in the comments, Guessy, what are you doing? Just so, um, just, out, just out of curiosity, what, what are you doing for your captaincy? No, no other alternative. Uh, <laughs> Guesty's checked out, mate. <laughs> now, two blokes that didn't appear on your big boys list, and I think for good reason, are the Frio boys. Should we take some time yeah, to talk about them? We haven't them? talked about it yet, but yeah, um, who's getting fingered? That's, that's the question we all want to know. Well, and also, who's getting the Finn McGuinness tag? Well, <laughs> it's, it's too exclusive. Yeah, um, what what I sort of what a lot of people have have sort of been discussing on various podcasts and stuff is is there the potential to trade both? I, I was it, doing that until Doherty was out. Well, that's what I'd imagine. Now I'd, I'd find it hard to believe that there's too many people that have dodged the Doherty thing, which yeah. then it now makes you make a choice. And if you're put in a position where you have to make a choice, is is the prospect of picking the wrong one so just shit house that you just keep them both? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, I know what a, you mean. like what I did with with um, fucking Flanders and Anderson last year. That, yeah, that just, was so just, fucking bad. You, you hated that game so much. I would have. I would have preferred to have them both. Ha- and have still... at least one of them. Exactly. Yeah. So there, yeah. there's like a very real prospect that people go, "Oh, okay, I think it's Sarong," and Sarong yeah. goes one thirty. Because you think if 60. one gets tagged, the other one, it's it's still Hawthorne, right? So the other one probably goes well. Right? <laughs> if it's you and I, you're Sarong. I'm Brayshaw. Finn comes over to me. You're going, I'm going fuck yes, <laughs> you little ripper. <laughs> Sucked in. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. getting 40. <laughs> yeah, maybe that is a play. Um, if there was ever an incentive to go big, it's watching Finn go to your teammate. <laughs> <laughs> Just going, oh man, that sucks over there. But look, Unlucky, I'm Andy. Unlucky. Um, yeah, look, that's a play... <laughs> The, the argument you could say is, look, if you're, if you're greedy, you could go, well, if I make the right choice and I trade out him and he goes 60 points. How often do we make the right choice? Yeah, good point. <laughs> good <laughs> it's point. Never. Um, I don't know. I'm going to take a punt. I'm going to take a punt. I'm going to trade him out because I know... So you're trading Brayshaw out. 
Do I want to tell Gersty? Uh, no, <laughs> no, yeah, no, I'm going to trade Sarong out, I think, at this point. I think that Sarong's been the more... Is this legitimate or are you... No, legitimate, yeah. Okay. Legitimate. I'm, not, I'm not talking shit. I'm an honest fella. Um, I'm trading out Sarong because I think that he's been the more influential player. He's also probably in the worst form fantasy point scoring-wise. He's had a couple of tags the last few weeks. Um Look, I know Brayshaw's gone big against them in the past, but I think I think I saw Marevas um, Magic, uh, the trade insights, point out the fact that even though Sarong, uh, sorry, Brayshaw scored well in those games, when you look back, Sarong actually got more coaches' votes in those games. So in terms of his influence on the game, um, at least from those past performances, the coaches saw him as the more influence, influential factor. So look, that's it's like I'm sixty forty. That it's okay. going to go to Sarong. It could very much go to Brayshaw. But I'm going to take a punt, trade out one of them, and hopefully I'm right. And uh, see how we go. I think it could be Sarong move, but we'll see. Um, okay. Now, where are we going here? Are we going let's, spicy uh, takes? Spicy or should we takes? have a look at the teams? For yeah, or actually, yes. Let's, let's look at the teams. Cause I don't think, surely there's not anything. I don't think there's surprising. too much. We knew about the Patrick Cripps thing already, which has been named up. Mark Pittnett is out. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> duh, duh, duh. I don't Got know why I said it. <laughs> um, nothing really else that I can see here. Trent Cotchin managed. Oh, that's harsh. Um, <laughs> Is that what it says? <laughs> yeah, it says managed. Don't worry Jack about it, Rewalt Trent. managed. Um, Surely it A couple of de- debutants for Richmond, which sucks for us fantasy owners. Dion Prestes get a nine-month management there. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. nothing else really for us to focus on there. It's all pretty straightforward. Okay. Muy caliente. Oi, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> Hot, hot, hot. The last right. spicy takes last of the season. Spicy take. I think I'm on a run over of to you. Haven't hit my spicy take for like <laughs> seven weeks now. My spicy take is both Brayshaw and Sarong go 120 plus. Whoa! Spicy. So who's he spicy. Who, Who's Finn Tag then? He's going. He's going to Lukey uh, Ryan. Lukey <laughs> Ryan. Nah, uh, he's going to. He's going to. Well, actually, again. Did I see something out there that Sam Mitchell said some fucking covert thing about we're going to have a real challenge in in getting Finn to you know go to his opponent this week or some some shit like that? Somebody find it for me because I I, I see this shit on Twitter and then I just butcher it and I thought well maybe this there's a spicy opponent that he's going to. Yeah, no, I, I saw that. Yeah, they're, they're going to the... give him something different to 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 focus on. I, I saw some kind of quote is like that as well. He going to tag the ruckman. <laughs> He's going to tag Luke Jackson. Pow, 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 pow. <laughs> Luke Jackson, you've been fingered. Jesus, maybe he's not going to tag. Maybe that's his new assignment. That's just wishful thinking, right there. Um, look, fair enough. Uh, my spicy take: Rowan Marshall plays forward for. 50% of the time that he's on the ground Oy. and gets subbed off in the third quarter. That's my spicy take. Fuck, I don't mind that. Yeah, you get subbed oh. off in the third quarter. They're going to preserve him. They're down to the lines by 40 points and they go, sit down, Rowan, you're our only Ruckman. And uh, yeah, they're going to kick kick his feet up and uh, he's subbed out three-quarter time or, or in the third quarter. I actually don't mind that. I can see a scenario where that happens. That's my spicy take. So Now, Bindi has been kind enough to donate $3 to us, and so I think we should answer his question. And the answer is yes, Bindi. Wayne King is a good downgrade option this week. And to be fair, Wayne King has been the only thing actually <laughs> keeping me excited about <laughs> fantasy for the last five weeks. So I've been doing a lot of Wayne King, and uh, that's the only pleasure that I'm getting out of fantasy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Just man. recently. So. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Wayne King is, uh, is a good option, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I would... Imagine that every day of the week. <laughs> well, twice, yeah. twice on Tuesday. <laughs> twice on Tuesday. Yeah, give him the C and uh, put the C on him. Yeah, put yeah, the C on him. Yeah, he he typically gets oiled up before the game. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, he's tough to tackle. Tough to tough to tackle that man. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, gonna he's good. gonna and if he doesn't if he doesn't come good, <laughs> if he doesn't come good, he'll give he'll give you a good spray and yeah. uh, and you'll yeah. 
right, we'll, we'll stiff, move away from this. Stiff to miss. Stiff, <laughs> stiff to miss if you don't get him in. Uh, all right, let's go. Let's go and answer some of these other questions as here while we're at it. But thank you very much, Bindi, for the donation, mate. Appreciate it. Um, and appreciate you uh, sticking around in these live shows and answering a lot of questions in the comments. There's still there. 78 people sticking around. So, I mean, yeah, appreciate that because... Uh, you know, I'm struggling to stick around <laughs> the way my team's going. Yes. Uh, yeah. While, while we're looking at some of your questions, guys, uh, if you have, uh, first of all, shout out to every one of you guys that have been listening to all these podcasts throughout the season. It's, um, again, just to give you guys a lot of, um, you know, uh, props and a lot of, um, you know, very grateful for all of you people for finding the show. We didn't think we'd have this many people, you know, with our first season in. Didn't expect any of the, the love to come through the way that it has. So very grateful for everyone who has tuned in um, and everyone who subscribed, liked the videos, given us some ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. But just a last shout out that if you haven't given us a, a, a rating on Apple Podcasts and if you have enjoyed the show, would really appreciate that. Let us know over what you've enjoyed in the show. And, and if you have... <laughs> Any recommendations for <laughs> recommendations for what we can do for next seasons? Anything else that you would want to see us cover um, in 2024? But again, big shout out to everyone for tuning in this season. It's been it's been great fun. Mm. Um, yeah, well said, well said. I like a little bit of byplay there between Guesty and, and Bindi. It's good gear. You see that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Recommend any other websites? <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, we'll, we'll leave it. <laughs> leave that to you guys. But let's talk about some AFL fantasy questions. Okay. Are there any, or are we still are we still worrying about uh, Wayne King, who uh, <laughs> you know seems to be a popular target? Okay, right, hit me with a question. Just fire one at me, Mitch. I'm ready. Fire one at you. Yeah, uh, well, just, okay. Well, feel well, while we're at it, we've talked about some of my players that we're trading out. Who are you? Who are you trading out? And what are you? Who are you bringing in? What are well, you trading this week? I'll be honest. I'm susceptible to the late bullet this week because if I have anyone else go down, it's it's almost done. You've got Doherty, rookie Doherty, and, and uh, that just. You know, legendary Zeebel trade that I made last week <laughs> for the 80 huge, points. I can't remember who I traded out, game. but uh, I guess it was Flanders. Flanders. Though, <laughs> big, big Flanders. Um, uh, so I'm looking at probably going. Uh, look, there's a couple of things I can do. I can go Zeebel to Hearn, and then Doherty doesn't quite get me to uh, Newman. To Newman. So that leaves me with like a, let's say, Luke Ryan, someone like that. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. I could get like a Sicily, but. I don't know. Maybe. Um, or I could go alternative and get like, uh, use DPP, Jordan Dawson back to my defensive line and get um, like a Flanders or one of those midfielders. So Flanders. I don't know. I don't know where I'll go, but let's answer some other people's questions Clearly rather than answering. Clearly you put a lot of thought into it. No, no. <laughs> we'll answer other people's questions. Buddy. All right. What have we got? What have we got? Let's find me a question, Luke. Um, da, 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 da. None of these questions. Flanders, Crouch or Libba? Um, I'm assuming that's Matt Crouch. Yeah. I don't know if we're trading in Brad Crouch. Of those guys, I'm going to say Flanders. What about Libba in a must-win game to go to finals down at GMHBA? Yeah. Coming, coming back coming the back off the concussion. That bloke wouldn't be affected by a concussion. Yeah. I'm surprised he got ruled out with Tough concussion. Tough as wood, that bloke. Yeah. Um, I'm still Flanders. I'm Flanders purely for the reason that I'm fucking dirty that he gave Salty. 120. Yeah, yeah, and I reckon he's going to be out to prove point. He did that 120 on like six CBA. doesn't matter. The man, the man gets pill. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah well man done. gets pill. Thank you, Dossie. Um, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you very much as well, Bales, for the donation. Appreciate you tuning in. I think um, we should... Uh, be donating to some of these people in the comments because they've been <laughs> helping putting us. up with us. Well, they, but they've been helping us out all season in answering yeah, questions and yeah, stuff. Bale's been jumping on there. Mini Monk sometimes joins us as well. So very, very good. Um, Chickalons or Suit wants to know who you follow in the NFL. Me or you? Well, both of us. I, I'm assuming. Do, uh, do, do, do you watch NFL much? I oh, know you, you tune into a little bit. I watch. I watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's winning. Uh, yeah. Let's. I reckon. Well, I'm a Boston Celtics fan, so I. Um, Pats. Um, yeah, I'm contractually obliged to go for the uh, uh, the Pats, um, although not as fun these days. But yeah, Patties oh. is my team. Kansas City Chiefs, mate, through and through. <laughs> Since day one. Pre-Mahomes. <laughs> nah, I don't really follow it too much there, Chicken Little Soup. Should we actually answer a fucking fantasy question? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Can you get me, get me one there? Well, I was Luke on the waters. I have a cold and I didn't go to work today, so I can't be seen on the beers. Because your your coworkers definitely watch this YouTube channel, um, maybe oh. maybe they do. Who maybe, knows? Maybe you never know. Um, all right, da, 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 da. are we going to be doing an AFLW fantasy podcast? Look, I think 
as much as um, we love AFL fantasy and AFLW fantasy, I think um, I think for us, well, I'm tied up a lot with the, the fantasy basketball. So in terms of marrying the two up together, I think that would be a bit much for me to tackle. And I think in terms of preserving your fantasy um, enthusiasm, yeah. ha- having a well-earned break, I think is uh, the plan for, yeah. for this podcast. Sometimes but, it's nice to, to just be a consumer as well. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, yeah, as well. So, in I terms think my, of, um, really, realistically, we are just consumers that then discuss things. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. So, no, we, I think in terms of AFL content, we're going to be having a break, but we will be continuing on to fantasy basketball. So, if you want to go and check out our other YouTube channel and our other podcast, well, my other uh, YouTube and podcast, uh, fantasy basketball ball boys, um, you can go check that one out. Okay, and to scroll back up, James has got a question here that he posted before: Boys, Doc and LDU out for Crouch and Laird. Jelly or Bont, or Green and Butters. Ooh, okay. Could swap Butters for Trelaw or Libby in that last scenario. Uh, so, double the, force trade. I don't mind the Green Butters combo. What are your thoughts there? Crouch and Lair could also be spicy with that matchup. Yeah, I, uh, yeah d- doubling, going to the double combo from the one team, I think there's always that element of risk of like how many mm. guys are going to go big in that one game. Jelly and Bont is a no from me, mainly for the Jelly side of things. Yeah, I mean, I'll, yeah. Bont, Bont, obviously, is the temptation there. Um, but Green and Butters, what if I... Th- uh, maybe this person already has Flanders, but if you could afford Bont and Flanders, would you go Bont and Flanders before any of those Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, I mean, so, Bont's the big draw card there. Yeah, that's the only thing I thought. But, um, yeah, James, if you don't have Flanders, I'd be tempted to go Bont and Flanders if that's affordable. But out of those ones, I'd go Green and Butters. And you go both Green and Butters before you went Libra into, into one of those combos there? Yeah, I think so. I think... Yeah, I'd definitely be going green over Libba. Um, and I think I'd probably also go Butters over Libba too. I think the matchup with Richmond, the Brownlow potential extra incentive um, test of the line there as well. Um, so yeah, I think of those options, that last one's my favourite. Beautiful. Uh, we'll mention here, Bale's spicy take. He reckons the content creator's cup overall rankings is going to go down to 10 points. What Ooh. is what is the... Um, while you find out what the, the difference is, just another shout-out, the final shout-out for the year for the content creator's cup. Um, Infinite wealth. Go check it out. Last chance to get it for free, I yeah, believe. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We've, I think we've got our little... Uh, Infinite Wealth graphic here. So check out the graphic there on the screen. Um, go and suss out what all that's about. Um, financial advice that's worth a heap of coin. And we're getting it for free as fantasy 39 enthusiasts. 39 points. So okay. You're there's up. less in it between the content creator's cup than there is for the car. So you tell me which is more exciting, the content creator's <laughs> cup or the race for the car. I, I know my answer. Uh, that's definitely, and that's you're, definitely you're what I'm up or is Guessy up in the overall? Uh, I'm, up, I'm up by 39 and Guessy's trying to stalk me down. Okay, uh, question. another question here from, uh, is it Damon there? Currently 7K, want to hail Mary uh, into the 5K. So I'm holding McCluggage and Anderson as pods, even though they could flop. And they're yep. going to get in Laird, and Sar- uh, Laird for Sarong and then Hearn for Duncan. I definitely, yeah. Love it. Yeah. I-, I don't mind it at all. Like Hearn is, I think, a definite play. Even if like you could afford more, there's every chance that he is... A 160 this week. Like, he yeah. could just rack it up down the back there. Um, Fuck yeah. So, I, I, I think that's a definitely a play. Love that thinking too. Is like, it's, for some reason, inside the top 5K sounds better than inside the top yeah, 7K. For sure. So, just for go, sure, for sure. go for it. Yeah. There's no, there's no difference between finishing, you know, 7K and whatever. You might as well just have a Hail Mary and, and have some fun while you do it. Yep. Uh, we're trading Doc, of course. So, are we bringing in Ryan Sheasel or Whitfield? I think based Whitfield's on your order before. I haven't seen too much this week. I don't know if I'd go Whitfield against Carlton. I think they are a tougher matchup. Um, who are the other ones? Sorry. Um, Sheasel and then Ryan. But I think you, you mentioned you I'm Sheasel. I'm Sheasel just. It is close. I mean, Ryan does have that ceiling, but so does Sheasel. And I think yeah. Sheasel's floor is probably a bit higher. I think the circumstances surrounding the game just favour she's a little more. Beautiful. We've got some uh, more comments coming through at the bottom here. So Jackson to Butters, Sheasel, Flanders or Tex or would you go Sarong to Oliver? Um, I would go Sarong to Oliver in that situation and, okay. and just take the punt on trying to get off that tag. That's... Um, I reckon that's fraught with danger picking between Brasher and Oliver. Uh, Brasher and Sarong. Yeah, sorry. well, danger's my middle name, mate. Uh, 
pronounced donger. <laughs> What's that off? That's uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Hey, right there. little Brooklyn yeah. Nine-Nine reference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to Bows as well. Some people are asking about AFLW content. Bows, as I've often said, hardworking man, hardest working man in fantasy. Oh, the 40. man does not stop. He's doing some AFLW fantasy content. So go check out Truly Bows on YouTube because he will be there for you with all your content. Uh, um, to- Thoughts on the Berg to Flanders and then either Sarong to Trelaw or Brayshaw to Green? Um, probably in that situation, I like Brayshaw to Green because I'm bigger on Green than Trelaw. Yep. And I think so you as much Sarong as I'm like more of the opinion that Sarong is getting tagged, like I'm not super confident. So if it's like a better player you can get in, um, I'd be I'd be going that one. Dugowie, is he coming back in? Is he, no. Yeah, nah. No, it's... Not, not, don't go there. What do you... So, um, just like this popped into my head, with this being obviously the last round and there's a potential, you know, for maybe some late outs and stuff, do you think that holding your trades as late as you can in the week, is there any weight to that argument? Or is it just like you still just make the best trades that you think you can this week and... I've never been someone that likes to hold their trades unless there's like a real flag... If, if you have the best target in mind and they play early in the round, I say just send it. I think... I think <laughs> just fucking send just it. Just send it. That's, cool. that's, that's just what I've been doing. I mean, look, if you have two options that you're torn on and one plays later, maybe that can be a, a thing that is the tiebreaker. But at the end of the day, if nothing happens and the guy that you liked slightly more played early and you miss them, they go big, you'll be absolutely kicking yourself. So... Um, I think I think if if there's a player you prefer and they play earlier, just just go, go that and and, yeah. and do that. But, um, I think that's a fair call. A couple more things. Thanks very much, James, for the, the James, five dollars. Thanks for um, thank you, mate. Shout out to you. Yeah, thanks for coming along uh, for the ride this season. We've had an amazing time, so I'm glad that you've enjoyed things too. Bowser's is watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Who's your favorite character in a word? Oh, Brooklyn? it's Raymond Holt, obviously. Captain you, Holt. You stole the deadpan gets me. Oh, eh? he's so good. Yeah, the yeah. one of the best episodes I reckon is the one with the um, the honey pot. You know, when um, old mate oh, the barrels, the, the barrel music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's good. Make sure you check that one out. That's good. Um, sure. I reckon we wrap it up and let people go play with their teams. We're going to wrap it up here, guys. Signing out for the final time for 2023. We, uh, I think the plan is to be back next year. We'll be, you that's, know. That's the plan. We'll plan see. To be back. We'll and, see uh, how early that is. We'll, we'll see how much of a break we need. But yeah, uh, I'm hoping to do a little bit more draft content and maybe even some Keeper League content. Nothing promised just yet, but, um, you know. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll pop at least a little bit here and there. But if you, if you guys do have anything that you want to see in 2024, please drop it in the comment section below um, and uh, we'll do our best to make it happen and, and always interested to see what you guys are keen to um, hear from us. But until then, guys, give this video one more thumbs up for the uh, for, for good times and old times' sake. And make sure, again, I don't know, you're not going to see us for another six months, but subscribe and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. And good luck in the final round. Hope you uh, win your grand final if you're in there. Bye.